John 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 9. You have it up there? Let's read it with me. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So, yes, CJ. I mean, he alluded to it and talked about it, but, I mean, before Jesus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they knew, they knew about heavenly. Yes. No. No. <laughs> I appreciate the good manners, but no. All right. So I want to read this as well. I wanted to get up there in King James, but it wasn't up there. But I'm going to read the King James rendition of this verse specifically. And it doesn't have these and thou, so don't worry about it, okay? It says, I am the door by me if any man enter in. What is going on, you guys? Just take your sweatshirt off. Hey, guys. Guys, please, please chill out, okay? I know we had a fun week. It was corn maze last week. Bring it back. Bring it in, okay? In King James Version, John 10, 9, it says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in. Yes, it says enter in in the verse. No joke. Hence the series we're in. If any man by me enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Do you guys understand the gravity of this statement? Of what Jesus was saying? For him to be saying these words that, listen, the only way you get to God is through me. There's another passage in John it's John 14, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Who here has ever heard that before? Anybody? I would argue most of you, right? Have you guys ever heard that Jesus isn't the only way? He's one of many ways. You guys ever heard that? No? <laughs> you did. Yes, there was a service here for Shelley Homler. And... The, the guy that was running the service, I mean, he, he shared the gospel. That's what he did. <laughs> and he was straightforward. He was honest. I'm like, this guy's taking half my notes <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> but he was mentioning the exclusivity of Christianity, the exclusiveness of Jesus and his statement. Now, Jesus was for everybody, but not everybody chooses him. Not everybody makes a decision to follow him, which is a tragedy, because the only way into heaven is through him. There's, and I wanted to get it up here, but I couldn't, I didn't have the time to get it up here, but this specific passage, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd as well. He doesn't just talk about being the door the gate, he talks about being the good shepherd too. And that he's using 
words and analogies likened to shepherd life. Now, how many of you know a shepherd today? <laughs> yeah, not likely. There's not a lot of shepherds here, at least in America. Okay, CJ, put your hand down, please. <laughs> but shepherding was a very, very common thing, and it was actually a very vital thing to the nation of Israel. It was extremely important. They, I mean, it was the livelihood of a lot of people. And he was using terminology that the nation would understand. Now, there's a little bit of time gap for us. There's a lot of years between now and ancient Israel, right? And so to give you guys a picture, this is what the shepherds would do. There would be this, they'd call it the, the sheepfold or where they would bring the sheep for the night. They would have this rock wall formation in a round form. It was this place that they would bring the sheep in to be safe and be protected. I mean, oval probably. I mean, I doubt they did a perfect circle. <laughs> no. So here's, here's what they would do. They'd have this, but there wasn't an actual door that was on this thing. It would be like having a fence with a gap in it. No. It was just this gap in the fence. There was no actual gate there that you opened and closed. What would happen is the shepherd would bring the sheep in, and then afterwards, imagine this is where the, the opening is, he would lay down in front of it like this. He would be the gate. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Guys. No, I have not. That's blasphemy. <laughs> the shepherd would be the gate into the sheepfold. To get to the sheep, anything would have to go through the shepherd to get in. They would often have thorns and stuff that they would put on top of the rock wall to be able to protect anything from climbing over the wall so that in order for any fox or wolf or there was lions in Israel at the time, to get in there, they'd have to go through the shepherd. What does that mean for the shepherd? They're putting themselves on the line, right? They're putting their life on the line. They're getting themselves in danger. They're intentionally saying, you want my sheep? You got to go through me. Which meant probably not the most sleepful nights, right? <laughs> it wasn't very restful nights. Well, this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, I'm the good shepherd, which also means what? I am the door. I'm the way to get into safety. I am where your protection is found. I am where your safety is found. There's no safety outside of me. If there's one sheep that's lost, the shepherd's going to go after him, right? But they're not safe until they get back. <laughs> they're not really in true, true safety until they come back. This statement is something that, of being the door, being, he's saying, I'm the Savior. I am your Savior. If you want a Savior and need one, which you do, I'm the answer. There's nobody else. You're not going to find it anywhere else. And there were plenty of people before Jesus that declared and claimed to be the Messiah. There were false messiahs before him. There were false messiahs after him. 
There's people today that claim to be the Savior. Yeah. <laughs> Let me actually read one of them to you. We'll have one of the quotes. You want to pull up the first quote up there, um, Rich? Yes. You guys are such followers. <laughs> so listen to this. Who's that? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm... This is things that she's actually said. Well, I am a Christian who believes that there is certainly more, many more paths to God other than Christianity. Oh, yeah, she's like the richest woman in existence. <laughs> she's not like Whitney Houston. You want to pull up the next one as well, Rich? One of the biggest mistakes humans make is to believe there is only one way. There are many diverse paths leading to what you call God. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's bizarre that people would say, I follow Jesus and. But that's what she's saying. And that's what many people say. She's not the only one that says these things. She's just probably got the loudest voice out of all of them. Oh yeah, she's still alive. But here's some other things that she says. Some other things that she says is, my mind is part of God's. I am very holy. My holiness is my salvation. I am my own salvation. Let me remember there is no sin. Heaven is not a location, but refers to the inner realm of consciousness. The only message of the crucifixion is that you can overcome the cross. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> God is a feeling experience, not a believing experience. If God, for you, is still about a belief, then it's not truly God. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so bizarre, right? But here's the thing. All you have to do is read this one chapter of the Bible and know that it's complete baloney. Like, either Jesus, who died on the cross for you, lied, or she did. Which one is it? I mean, last time I checked, she didn't die for anybody. Inspiring words don't do anything if they're not centered on truth. They do nothing. Oh, yeah? Okay. These words, I mean, guys, listen. There are so many people out there that believe this garbage. <laughs> yes, she has millions and millions of followers. Like she does. It, why wouldn't she consider it garbage to you? I mean, anything that's not the truth is garbage. Guys, listen. Jesus himself said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Although in, in Scripture it says your good works are garbage. <laughs> They're like filthy rags. Your righteousness. So to try to say that you're your own salvation is foolishness. 
It wasn't me that said it. It was God. No, he didn't call you garbage, CJ. <laughs> Talk to some leaders afterwards. They'll straighten it out for you. <laughs> Jesus again in, I'll just read the context around this verse in verse 9. John 10, 7 through 11. I'll read this part here for you. Listen up. It says, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, for the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus lived what he said. These words that I just read to you would mean nothing if his actions didn't live up to it. But they did. For him to say these words of, I am the good shepherd, put into their minds, you know what a shepherd does for his sheep. He risks his life. He lays it down for them. The sheep are not capable of saving themselves. It's impossible. There's a video... You can go find it on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. <laughs> it's of this sheep that's stuck in this trench. And this, these sheep herders, shepherds, herdsmen come over and they pull the sheep out of the trench. And the sheep's just jumping, 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 like almost, yay, I'm saved. And it just jumps right back in. <laughs> it's hilarious. But here's the thing. It's really a good image of us. A lot of the time. Jesus rescues us. He saves us, right? And then somehow we just find ourselves falling back in a trench sometimes. <laughs> but he saves every single time. He never stops being the good shepherd. He never stops putting his life on the line for you guys. Here's one thing that the shepherd would do. As the sheep would come into the sheepfold, as it would come into the pen for the night, he would inspect every single sheep as it comes in. He would look it over. He would count all of them to make sure there wasn't any missing. But beyond that, he looked at each one individually as well. He looked at the group and said, are they all here? But he looked at them individually and said, are you all okay? CJ, bring questions up at the end, please, okay? Mose, you can be quiet too. <laughs> Guys, listen. He would inspect every single sheep. He would make sure that they were healthy. This is what God wants to do with every one of us. Every single day, he wants time with you. Every single day, he wants to check you over and let you know, hey, if you're not okay, I'll make it okay. He anoints every sheep with oil as it comes in. That's why in Psalm 23 it says, you anoint my head with oil. It's giving this picture of we're the sheep and he's the shepherd. He anoints my head with oil. He takes care of me. The shepherd would bandage any wounds that were there, any, any hurts that the sheep would have coming in, he would take care of them. He would nurse the sheep back to health. And 
So Jesus to be saying these things, that's who he is to us. At least that's who he can be to us. The good shepherd is only a good shepherd to those that are in his flock. Good shepherd's only a good shepherd to those that are his sheep. Right? There's a lot of words out there. I read some of them. A lot of statements out there about what's good, what's bad, what's the truth, what's not. Is Jesus really the only way? Well, if he's not, then he was just a big phony. <laughs> but there's plenty of evidence. You just go read the Bible and you see he couldn't have been a fake. He couldn't have been a phony. What The things that he said and he did were too otherworldly for him not to actually be the Messiah. <laughs> if you think about it. And here's the other thing. If you guys didn't know, Christianity is the one religion where God says, I'm going to go to them instead of them trying to figure out how to get to me. You want to bring up the picture, Rich? There's a picture of a mountain. This is often the picture that we see, painted by Oprah, by all sorts of different people. This one here, God's at the top of this mountain, and each religion is just a different pathway to really get to the same God. You guys ever heard of that? No? Well, now you have. I mean, you will hear about it if you haven't. Just go watch Oprah. <laughs> it's a little true. But this actually isn't what relationship with God looks like at all. Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, get to me. <laughs> right? He said, come follow me. He said, I'm going to come to them. I'm going to save them because they're incapable of saving themselves. Every other religion says, you can figure it out. You can save yourself. You do all the right stuff. You live the right life. You do it the right way. You get rid of the right things. Buddhism says, get rid of all desire, which in and of itself is a desire. So how does that work? <laughs> get rid of all desire to be able to obtain enlightenment and nirvana, and then you are one with the universe. That's what Buddhism teaches. Christianity is the one religion that said, I'm going to save them. I'm going to go down to them. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to save them. No other religion teaches that. And then, to really flip it on its head, and then he, I'm going to lay my life down for them. And then he lives out the life. He says crazy things like, I'm the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. And then, short while later, he actually does it. He follows through with what he says. Now, some of you here, you follow Jesus, and you're like, yeah, I've heard all this before. But do you realize that he anoints your head with oil? He heals all of your wounds. You come to him. You bring your stuff to him. He bandages you up. But if you keep running off into the woods, how can he bandage your wounds? <laughs> Stop running. Stop jumping back into the trench. I wish I could show you guys that video. I'll show it another time. <laughs> you can take that down, Rich. Thank you. The gravity of this statement was all dependent 
on Jesus' life. Actually measuring up and doing what he said he was going to do. And here's the beautiful thing. He did it. He actually did what he said he would. Think about that. He actually made a way. Now the one thing is, is it's him. He's the only one. And the choice is yours whether you're going to choose to stop living a life for yourself, stop trying to figure out a different answer that's more convenient, stop trying to figure something out that's easier. How would you like it if your teacher gave you a test and said, you can answer it however you want? That'd be pretty sweet, right? Whatever you put down, I'll give you an A. That'd be sweet, right? So many people think that's what life is, and that's not the reality of it. If you were to struggle on a test and you put down an answer on your math test that's wrong, and then you go to talk to your teacher about it, you're like, listen, I have a problem with my test. I got a lot of things wrong on it. Can you help me with this? Can you go over these questions? And you're like, sure. What do you got a problem with? Well, I mean, I put these answers down, and you said they were wrong. Well, they were. (laughs) What do you think your teacher would say if you looked at them and said, well, yeah, maybe those answers aren't your answers, but they're mine. You really think the teacher's going to change it for you? (laughs) No, the teacher's going to look at you and be like, get out of my office, you look weird. (laughs) But when we stand before God, that's what some people think they're going to be able to say. Well, I figured out my answer. It, It wasn't the one that you gave me, but, I mean, I'm happy with my answer. It's not going to work. Yeah. Guys, when it comes, we need to think of the eternal thing. Like I had mentioned earlier, there was a service here today. It was a funeral service. And they shared the gospel there. Death has a way of bringing things into perspective. It puts reality on things. This life is temporal. You're not going to live forever unless... You choose Jesus. That's where eternal life is found. We all have a choice of what we're going to do with the decisions that we're given. The beautiful thing is that Jesus never stops chasing after you with his love. You can turn away from him day after day, time after time. and He never stops trying to save you. He never stops wanting to win your heart. And as long as there's breath in your lungs, there's still a chance for it. There's still opportunity for you to stop living for yourself and saying, you know what, there's something more to this life than than me. There's something more to this world than just me and my life. There's something bigger. There's a greater purpose in this life than you just getting everything you want. Because Jesus is saying, the only place of goodness and safety is with me. I am the door. Stop trying to climb over the wall. You'll never get in. (laughs) 
It's not going to work. But he's more than just the door. He's the good shepherd. That word good is the difference. If he wasn't good, then what good would it be to follow him? What purpose there would there be in following somebody who's not actually good, who doesn't have your best interests in mind? Think about it. If it wasn't for him being good, all of Christianity would be a hoax. It would be a joke. But because he is good, that's where all the difference is. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with your future. You can trust him with your friends. You can trust him with your family. You can trust him with every aspect of your life and know that he is good and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will take care of everything you bring before him. All of your needs will be taken care of. All of your needs will be met in him. So as I read at the beginning, I am the door. That's what Jesus said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. There's no safety found outside of him. And I see the struggles that you guys go through. I see the struggles that your generation goes through. I've been on your campuses. I've been at your schools. There's so many there that have no idea what they're doing, where they're going, and what their life means. And as Mark Twain, this is just one of my favorite quotes, Mark Twain says, there are two greatest days in a person's life. One, the day they're born, and the other one, the day they find out why. The day you find out why is truly a great day. And if you don't find it, it's a real tragedy. There are hundreds of people that go through this life and never find out why they're here. They never find out what their purpose is, why they exist. You exist to be with the Good Shepherd. That's why you're here. You want to find the answer for you and why you are here? You don't find it inside yourself. You got to find it in the one who made you. And if you want in, you have to go through him. It's the only way. Oprah Winfrey says what otherwise? She's wrong. <laughs> A lot of others say otherwise. I want to read just one last thing. And then we'll pray. I don't want to have you guys just get into groups. And I don't have any questions for you leaders today. But just talk about this stuff. Here's the crazy thing that a lot of people say about her. Now, this stuff kind of blows my mind. Who here knows who Jamie Foxx is? Anybody? Who here saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2, as well as the most recent Spider-Man with all three Spider-Mans? <gasps> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so the guy that played Electro, that's Jamie Foxx, Okay. So here's what, he, here's what he has to say about Oprah. Here's what he's saying about Oprah. What you have is something nobody can describe. 
you're going to get to heaven, and everyone's waiting on God, and it's going to be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> he wasn't joking. Here's a spoiler. It's not going to be Oprah. <laughs> he told her that she has different gears than most people. He says, you're on top of the world, and we really do watch and listen for everything you do and say to kind of get our lives together. It's the truth. <laughs> but here's the thing. What she says is the truth is in direct contradiction to what Jesus said is the truth. Somebody's lying. <laughs> and the one who says, I'm not just a man that I should lie, is God. <laughs> he can't lie. He always tells the truth. So I want you guys to think about these things. Think about where is your focus? Where is your attention go? Have you actually made a choice to say, yeah, Jesus really is the only way and I'm following him. I'm going to live my life for him. Because life is temporary. It's a vapor. That's what the Bible says. We really have no idea how much time we have. So while you have the time, make the most of it. Let me pray. God, I thank you that you didn't hold back. You went all out to have us. You were willing to do the unthinkable. You chose to do the impossible for us. Knowing full well that we may choose to reject you, that we may choose not to follow you. But knowing that there is a chance, there is a possibility that they will choose love and choose to follow me made it all worth it. God, I pray that you would show us Show us your truth. As you prayed over the disciples, sanctify us in the truth. You are truth. Your word is truth. This is what the truth is. We can't find truth anywhere outside of you. It's only in you. And God, I pray that there would not be any false representation of you that would grab hold of anyone in this room and convince them otherwise, but that they would know the truth and that the truth would set them free. Jesus' name.